Hey, this is Ashley, and this is School in Life, a weekly podcast about life, love, and occasionally libations. This week in Mentor Moment, I want to talk about negotiation strategy. I am so proud to share that I have helped my mentees successfully negotiate and $30,000 salary increases. But I also have helped them negotiate a lot more than high-level salaries to make their lives easier, to give them the things that they desire at the next stage of their career development, and to really position them as the experts that they are. I love really helping women learn that they can play the game, be fulfilled in their careers, and showcase their value through negotiating other things beyond salary. And what's true is that when it comes to career development, everyone wants to talk to me about salary negotiation. You know, folks want to talk about, you know, how much more money can I make? How can I make sure that I position myself as a person who folks are going to pay top dollar? And that's great. But I also want you to be thinking about all the other things that you should be negotiating to really position yourself with the type of offer that's going to give you the type of life you desire at every stage in your career. I've helped my mentees successfully negotiate increased vacation packages, non-standard issued technology, flexible work schedules, remote work options, company reimbursement for current tuition payments, increased travel allowances, and so much more. If you are the type of person who um, enjoys working remotely um, or doing flex work, you know, maybe not working Mondays or, you know, leaving work every day at three and, you know, coming in earlier, whatever that looks like, there is an opportunity for you to negotiate that on the front end. Do not wait until you get the job and then try to finagle it when you are considering the offer, that's when you want to negotiate all the things that you desire in this role. And you, everything is negotiable. Never let a job tell you, oh, you can't negotiate or, you know, we can't do this or we can't do that. Every single thing that you desire can be worked out in a negotiation if you do it right. So I want to make sure that you know that anything you desire, including increased childcare benefits, additional staff or budget, extended vacation or time off, or even even, you know, comprehensive professional development package, whatever it is that you desire at the next stage in your career, you can successfully negotiate it. And it's important to know this because maybe for you, you do need a flex work option because you take care of an aging parent, right? And mom has doctor's appointments um, that are standard and you need to be there. Or maybe you do need extended childcare benefits because you have a child with special needs. Or maybe you don't want to work on a PC. You really a Mac girl and you prefer to work with a Mac, right? And so whatever that is, I just want you to know that you can successfully negotiate that. And in session four of, excuse me, session five of the Mentor Me Accelerator, I talk specifically about how how you can negotiate the things that you desire at the next stage in your career development and how to get exactly what you want out of your career. I am accepting new mentees right now into the Mentor Me Accelerator. So if you know you don't know how to negotiate, but you know you're going to want some different and special things in your next role, you want to be a part of the accelerator. You can apply at mentor-me.org backslash accelerator. Again, that's M-E-N-T-O-R dot or excuse me m-e-n-t-o-r 
dash me.org backslash accelerator. You can go right to my website. The first thing you'll do is schedule that mentor moment. It's a 20 minute mentoring conversation for us to talk about um, exactly what's going in your, on in your career right now and how I can help take you to the next level, including how to negotiate the things that you desire in your next role. Make sure you go to my website and schedule today. Next up is I Digress, and this week we're talking great expectations. On this week's episode, I'm excited to talk about relationship expectations and what is reasonable to expect from your partner. Should they check in with you before making plans? How do you communicate your needs? What's the line between compromise and lowering your expectations? We're going to dive into all of it in today's conversation. So when it comes to relationships and expectations. I love a good rule. Everybody knows this, right? Ashley loves a good rule. She loves a good, some good clarity, you know, and for me, rules and clarity round out in expectations in a relationship. You communicating what you need, what you desire, what you expect is critically important to build a successful foundation in your relationship. And what's true is that relationships like life changes, things shift, but, you know, as things are changing and shifting, it's important to communicate your expectations at every stage of your relationship so that you can be clear about what you need, what you desire, what you prefer, and just in general, what your expectations are related to literally every aspect of the relationship. Because without those clear expectations, there's hurt feelings, there's um, disappointment, there's disillusionment, there's anger, there's frustration. And so to avoid that, it's really helpful to set clear expectations. And I think that these expectation conversations can happen in the moment, right? Like you don't have to sit down with your partner and be like, okay, here's exactly what I expect. Boom, 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 boom. Like you don't have to go through a list of everything you expect for every scenario that could ever happen. But I think as you begin to form the relationship, you can share, you know, like in the, you know, talking slash dating phase, right? You can say like, you know, I definitely expect to hear from you every day, or, you know, you can probably expect that I'll probably call every day or text every day, or, you know, check in with you on a regular basis, especially as things are getting more serious, right? You share those expectations and that doesn't mean, well, this is the rule and this is how it is and this is how it's going to work, but you share so that the person knows what to expect from you and the person can decide if they want to deal with that or not, basically. Like if you are talking to someone and they're like, yeah, actually, I don't want to hear from you every day. That seems like a lot for me. I'm not interested in that. Then they have the opportunity to communicate that. And then you also have the opportunity to say, you know what, like, I want to be with someone who wants to hear from me every day, who wants to hang out a couple times a week, who wants to, et cetera, et cetera. So now everybody knows what they expect, what they want, what they desire. And again, that doesn't mean that things don't change in time, but in that point in time, everybody knows what's expected. I think that, you know, sometimes expectations can be shared after there's like a breach in expectations. And even though that's not preferred, sometimes it does happen like that. So you're going along in a um, relationship and, you know, you're living your everyday life and then your partner is not a mind reader. So they don't know that you expect for, that you expect that they check in with you before they make plans or you don't know that they 
expect that you write their name on the shared birthday gift that you got for y'all, you know, mutual friend, or they don't know that, you know, you like to sleep with the fan on and they keep turning it off and now you're hot and sweaty, you know, at night, right? Like they don't know that. And so sometimes the communication and the expectation clarification conversation often happens after there's a breach or a gap in the expectations. And again, while that's not preferred, sometimes you just don't know what you need. You don't know that it's not quote unquote commonplace until like it doesn't happen. So for example, you know, I am a very grateful person. (laughs) Like I'm team like, oh, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, this means so much to me. I'm always expressing gratitude, I guess. And my partner, it's not that he's not grateful, but he's just not like that expressive. Like if you do something for him, it'll be like, oh, that's what's up. Right. But it's not like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I really appreciate this means so much to me. Like I would do. And so I remember used to, like, I often felt like, okay, do you even like it? Or do are you even happy? Or did you even want this? Or does I misinterpret something? Like maybe I'm not understanding. Like I used to be so confused about his response to my doing things because his reaction didn't meet my expectations of how someone should respond when you do something for them. But one, I never shared my expectations. And two, we have two lived experiences, right? And so just because I expect something doesn't mean that that's how it works in everybody else's mind or, you know, how every everyone else processes it. So it is so important to like get clarity on that. And then once I got clarity, you know, he understood that, you know, acts of service is a way I like to share and show love. And when I do it, it's not like I'm looking for the thank you, but if I don't, if there's not some type of outward sign of gratification, I'm just confused about if you wanted or needed it or desired whatever I was doing. And I now know that that's, he's not super expressive like that. So I am not like my feelings aren't hurt when it doesn't happen, <laughs> right? Because I now have a, a clear communication, like a clear expectation understanding, I guess. And I think that where things get murky or where things get confusing is like, what's the line between compromise and lowering your expectations? And honestly, I think that both are okay. Like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but like, I think it is okay to lower your expectations, especially if your expectations are unreasonable. (laughs) So I feel like sometimes we just have unreasonable expectations. It's not on purpose. We're not doing it to be um, obscene or obnoxious. We just have never engaged with someone in the way that we are engaging with them now. And so, you know, we just don't have, like, we just don't know what to expect. I can't think of an example like this in my romantic relationships, but often my virtual assistant in my business, she often exceeds my expectations. And it's always like catches me off guard, I guess, because she'll say or do something. And I'm like, oh, like, that's a great idea. Or thank you for doing that. And I didn't even expect it. Right. And so it's like, maybe I need to raise my expectations, but like, she, like, I appreciate that. Like, basically like I, I can check my expectations are growing or I have even higher expectations, or I guess what's the, what's the line between compromise and changing your expectations. I should have said changing instead of lowering, but like, I think it's okay to change your expectations too. Like in time or over time, you know, your partner or people you work with or whatever kind of relationships you're in, 
the, their behavior might shift your expectations. And that's a good thing, right? Usually, you know, like obviously your expectations can grow when you are building trust with someone and they're, they're achieving, they have, they're doing exceptionally, right? And they're doing great work and it's exceptional work. And that is amazing because then your expectations grow. The challenge is then when, you know, you're not out of that relationship or you leave that person beyond, behind and now you're like interfacing with someone else who's not them and you have all of these expectations that, you know, from the last person you dealt with, the last relationship you were in. And they're like, wait, what's going on? Why do you want me to do that? I didn't know that. And you're like, well, I expected this because of X. And so this is why it's so critically important to clarify your expectations, to, to, to share what your expectations are, because if you don't, it creates confusion and frustration. And if you're in a situation where that confusion and frustration has already happened, then I think it's time for a clarifying conversation about expectations. And, and this is the sense where you do sit down and say, hey, this is what I expect about this. And this is what I expect about that. And it can be daunting and feel like a little finger pointy, but it's just a hard conversation and we can do hard things. Shout out to Glennon Doyle. So if we have the hard conversation about expectations, hopefully we won't, we won't have to have them again and again. And I digress. Next up is TVT. And a couple of the shows that I'm watching right now have me asking the question, are X's off limits? So I'm I'm seriously right now thinking about Chicago Fire and Law and Order Organized Crime. And actually, there's another show, I'm not thinking of the name of it right now, but there's another show where basically there's two characters who really like each other, really love each other, have some previous, you know, have, you know, really are into one another, but they were previously in a relationship with someone else that the character knows. And so it's like, is it okay to engage this person because I know their ex, basically? So in Chicago Fire, there's two main characters and one of the characters used to be married to the best friend of the other character. That character is no longer on the show, has since left the show, has been gone for several seasons. And now there's a fire kindling, <laughs> pun intended, with these two main characters, right? So there's this there's this fire brewing, you know, they're all in love. You can see it, they're all sort of mushy-eyed and, you know, whatever. But the but one of the characters feels like, oh, there's no way I can be in a relationship with you. There's no way I can love you. There's no way I can care about you because I was close friends with your ex, right? So it's just really interesting because it's gotten me thinking about that, like thinking about like our exes off limits. And then in Law and Order at Organized Crime, this one is a little bit more messy, but basically Stabler is kind of falling for, Stabler is kind of falling for, one of his suspects wives ex-wives right and it is weird weird and murky because maybe the ex-wife also is responsible for killing his former wife but yeah it's just it just is it's just confusing and it's uh disjointing to see two people kind of wrapped up in this foolishness so yeah i want to know from you all like what do you think are exes off limits like should people give space and time is there a certain time limit? Are they always off limits? Is it just about a tough conversation to see if the person still cares? And if they don't care, like they can move on. Like, what do you think about exes and being off limits? And I just realized that this is also similar to the thing that's going on, I guess, in real life. Uh, so not a scripted show, but in real life with Portia of Real Housewives and her apparently dating the ex of a former person who was on the show. 
I don't watch Real Housewives like committedly like I do these scripted shows, but just reminded me that that is an ongoing conversation. So I want to know from you all, are exes off limits? Is that something that, you know, folks should be leery of? I'm interested to know what you think about that and get your feedback. So let me know, hop in the DMs in School and Life. Feel free to comment under this week's post. I want to know if you think exes are off limits. And that wraps up this week's episode of the show. Thank you so much for listening. So grateful for your continued support of School and Life podcast. Uh, be sure to check out all of our episodes in the month of June. We will be celebrating a pretty big anniversary coming up here. So I'm really excited to celebrate with you all and the continuation of School and Life podcast. Thanks so much for listening. School's out. Class dismissed.